0: everyone and welcome back to the Stress-Free MD Podcast. I am so excited (laughs) that you're joining me today because today we have a very special guest. We have Dr. Kate Mangona who's joining us and she is a dear friend of mine. Uh, We met in life coach school training certification And you know, I talk a lot about life coaching and the importance of working with our thoughts and how our thoughts create our results. Kate has coached me plenty on this, but I brought Dr. Mangona here today to share with us some really insightful information. And that has to do with how she has created financial freedom in her life. Dr. Mangona, can you please just introduce yourself and tell our audience
1: about you and about your medical background and then you know how you got into it well thank you so much for inviting me I'm so honored and uh remember you know just like how many months ago was the I interviewed you for my podcast yes (laughs) it's just awesome I love it and thank you for for welcoming my little baby Isla here too.
0: <laughs> you can't see Dr. Mangona is nursing her third gorgeous child right now. She has graciously <laughs> joined us for, for this podcast and she is really a wonder woman. So <laughs> thank
1: you. Thank you. I know I have been spending every moment trying to enjoy my two week old right now, like the past couple weeks, but I still like when you emailed me and were like, I, I, I want you guys, I want you to come on and talk about financial freedom and your multifamily masterclass, uh, invest course. I'm like, okay, well, I have to do that. How can I say no to Robin? You know, Dr. <laughs> like, so here I am. I am a pediatric radiologist in Dallas, Texas. I work at children's. Parkland and UT Southwestern. And my husband is a radiation oncologist who also specializes in pediatrics. And he works at the Proton Center for Texas Oncology. And so together, we both love children, you know, both diagnosing and treating. And and we don't have, I would say we have a little bit of time scarcity. Like we feel like we don't have much time outside of our, our jobs to spend doing a bunch of single family real estate, like which is what we originally decided we wanted to do is we wanted to start investing in real estate so we could kind of create a, not only financial freedom, but freedom of time, freedom of geography, where we live, freedom of relationships, who we, you know, spent our time with. And we decided we wanted to do that through real estate since that's, I mean, everybody needs a place to live. You get great tax savings. It's just, it's a pretty solid investment. It's one of the best, ways you can actually build wealth. And we started when we first became attendings by buying homes with position mortgages, which I don't recommend for everybody because we got zero down on mine, 5% down the next year on his. But we did it with an investment mentality. Like we didn't do it as, oh, this is going to be our dream home. We did it as, okay, how many exit strategies do we have after buying this house? Can we sell it? Can we rent it? Can we short-term, long-term rent it? that kind of a thing. And then our plan was to buy a house every year for 10 years and have, you know, build up a portfolio of single family homes. And then we quickly realized after a couple of years that it was taking a lot of time and we had more money than time. I mean, initially we were broke, right? We were like half a million dollars broke together after we got married and graduated fellowship. So that's why we took the loans. We started investing in, in things we could, in, the, in the, the single family properties. But then when we started earning more money, started paying down our debts, we realized really we weren't just making more money. We had more money than time. So we, we figured out a way that we could leverage that. And we figured out that multifamily investing was just the way for us to go. So we could put our money together with other, People and we met physicians, non physicians. We did a lot of networking over the course of a year or two in different real estate, uh, in different real estate investment clubs or investment groups in Dallas, and then we I, we just found that it was better. It was better for us, better for a lot of people. We could buy apartment buildings, improve them, make improvements to the apartment buildings and, you know, do renovations, all these little things you never even think about that you can do to apartment so that you can improve its value. And then you, you hold it for so many years and then you sell it. And not that we don't do this. We find people who do this professionally and, and we invest our money that way. And that's how we've learned how to build our wealth and get approach financial freedom. You know, we get closer and closer every month. So that's kind of what we have done. And in doing so, The people we have become really close friends with in doing this, and it took us aside at the end of last year, and and we're just like, you know, we need to teach people how to do this, how to make smart decisions. Because a lot of physicians, we don't have a lot of time to research all like every single deal out there. So, like, we're going to create a course to teach people how to evaluate deals properly, right? So that they're investing wisely, smartly. They're not just throwing their money at any random person who comes and wants to take advantage of a physician. So that was what we spent like a couple months doing. And that's what we do. That's what we do, Robin. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's
0: amazing. So let's, let's go back a bit. You said that there was all of this debt. Was that debt mostly between the two of you from your education? Yes, it was mostly so it was med- mostly medical school loans. Okay. So um, and yeah, and you got double money. that cuz you're a you're a dual physician couple, right? So you've got double
1: the debt, right? Only a very very small percentage of it was like from our wedding when we got married <laughs> in a residency and we had a zero interest credit card for I think it was for a, a year or two and then we we paid that off before interest even started, or, you know, accruing. So no, we're pretty smart when it comes to not putting, you know, money on credit cards that are going to rack up high interest rates. It was pretty much all medical school debt, which is good debt. I mean, for us, we consider that a privilege and an honor that we were able to use that money in order to invest in our education and ourselves.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. But you, the thing is, is that there are so many people out there, so many doctors out there that are listening that, are in the same situation, you know, they have all of this debt and it's very, it's a very heavy thing to carry into your, you know, your very first job, you know? Oh yeah. And then even beyond that. So where did this really innovative thinking in terms of your finances come from? I mean, you know, it's
1: pretty incredible what you've done in such a short period of time. Thank Victor for a lot of it because he's, He's just got this, okay, how can I build wealth? How can I create a legacy for my family mentality? Whereas I was kind of like day-to-day, how am I going to make sure we both get fed? Like even before we have kids, you know, like how am I going to cook for my husband? And I don't even know how to cook or I don't even cook, you know? So I'm like the day-to-day and he sees the big picture. Mm-hmm. But I, I was so fascinated and I'm always so blown away by how much he reads like he spent our entire fellowship, not only just going to learn pediatric radiation oncology, but every moment he was awake, he was on his phone, reading articles, reading blogs on finance and getting in there, like getting in the message, the chats and whatever he learned, he taught somebody else, you know, and I, I never, I never did that until I would say the last two years because of imposter syndrome that I had to get over, but I feel like he never had that. And he was just always constantly learning and teaching about finances. And he was determined that we were going to not be those doctors that got taken advantage of or got swindled, or we were just going to be smart from the very beginning. We weren't going to just go out right away and blow through the money that we earned. Mm -hmm. And. So that's why we started with a single family, and then I, you know, I forgot to mention this earlier. We also do Airbnb rentals. We do short-term rentals and like midterm rentals, where we do like six weeks, two months at a time, and that's fun too. It's just it's customer service, and it is more work than than actually really passive passive investing. So we have a lot of, and I and I just so I really looked up to Victor, and I've trusted him, and. It's been good. It's been good, and he grew up with rental properties in his family. I think I did too, but I was always just kind of resistant. Like, hey, I'm going to be a radiologist. That's all I'm going to do. And yeah. now that's not it anymore. You know, people do so many things. You, you're not just defined by one thing or one career. We can do more things if we learn to delegate what we don't want to do or what maybe is not necessary for us to do.
0: Yeah, and and so. You were able to figure out a way to start paying down those loans, and as the money started coming in, and you're paying down those loans, how did that affect you in terms of over time, in terms of the number of hours that you were working? I know that you were able to actually adjust your work schedule.
1: Yeah, so we did. I did decide after four years of being an attending, I think it was my second. Yeah, after having my second child, so my after my second child, after I went back from attorney leave, I decided. To go to from from one FTE 1.0 FTE to 0. 0.7. So I cut down from five days a week to three and a half days a week. And that was a huge decision for me. Mm-hmm. Because at that point my career still meant everything to me. Even mm-hmm. though I had my kids, but like I still really defined myself by medicine. And I was like, well what is that going to mean? I'm not going to be full time. Like what are people going to think? Not that it matters and not that I care anymore. Well you we can do coaching on that <laughs> you know. and yeah I going to spend my time doing? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, of course I'm a mother and now I've developed other passions like real estate and, and coaching and, and relationships. Yeah, uh, so It was a big decision and financially it was a big decision, but we sat down, we ran the numbers. We figured out that it was actually not as big of a hit as we, as I thought it was going to be because of the tax bracket we were in. And, and so much was going to the government. So much of that, you know, point three, you know, on top of the point seven was going to the government anyway mm-hmm. that we could make it up, or not even really make it up, but it didn't even, it didn't even matter. Like we were okay. Like if you sit down and run all the numbers and figure out, hey, this is what I need. This is what I need to live. This is what I need to retire. You know, why kill yourself doing any more when I wanted to be more man at home those day and a half a week making sure all the doctor's appointments happened, do, going to coaching, you know, doing all the things yeah. and to prevent burnout. I did it also because I have never been burnt out at my job and I did not want to be burnt out at my job. Mm, that is
0: huge. So here you are thinking, oh, if I cut my hours, oh, no. am I even being the doctor that I signed up to be? And actually you're probably more of a doctor than you signed up to be because you're taking this time to do the other things and you're taking time for yourself. You can actually be more present and be more efficient and be spot on when you are at work, yeah? Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, we have doctors that are probably listening that have all this debt early on. And then we know with COVID, we know with the pandemic, there's been a significant impact in finances with physicians. Physicians have decreased salaries. Many have lost jobs. Many have had to close their practices. And so there could be a lot of benefit in what you're sharing, not only early on in your career, but right now, right now with
1: everything that's going on. Just having like an extra layer of security, knowing that your whole life doesn't just depend on one career that you can. Yeah. It's, it makes life so much less stressful. It's not about the money, you know. It's not about the number. We talk about this all the time in coaching. You know, it's not about how much you have in your bank account or how much is in your, you know, how much your paycheck is. It's how you think about it and how you know just how you feel at the end of the day. And of course, you know, you want that that security, but and nothing is a hundred percent. But having having different options and knowing that your family does not depend on this one thing it can create, can prevent or the burnout. It can prevent just that overwhelming sense of, of dread, you know, when it comes to going to work because you have to, you know, and doing right. because the administrators tell you. Yeah.
0: and just, you know, being able to sleep at night, knowing that you have a backup plan, right? Knowing that you're okay, right? Knowing that, that no matter what, you're going to be okay, right? Because if there's no backup plan, then what? Mm-hmm. So it's amazing how young you are, how young you both are, and that you've been so innovative and so forward thinking in this way. There might be a lot of people also thinking, well, like I don't have that much money, right? So, you know, how much do I really need? Can you share, like, I mean, you, you had a lot of debt and you were
1: able to start, right? Yeah. Yeah. We were able to start. So yeah, we started for a couple, a couple years. We did the single families. Like I said, anybody can Airbnb their home or, or a a room in their home. So that was your home. You're doing it in your home. We rented out one. We started out Uh Airbnb by renting out one room in our home, Uh huh. you know, and people, oh, I could never do that. I've got a family. Hey, we... We have three three children. We have a, (laughs) and half the time we have a grandparent or somebody living with us. And we find ourselves like if if I gave you a tour right now, we're living in a three bedroom apartment, which is totally fine. I, I don't feel like I'm actually sacrificing anything because we were renting out our home for the summer. We still do it. We actually stopped doing it for most of the pandemic, just because we wanted to be stationary and there were other things we were thinking about. But right now, somebody was just living in our house for six weeks we're in an apartment and we're totally okay with that. And things aren't perfect. Like this isn't my dream apartment. This isn't my dream home. Right. But we, we just do these things because it's fun. First of all, it's fun. I like, I have fun doing it. I enjoy like providing customer service for a family who actually needs a place to stay. And Mm -hmm. I enjoy creating these relationships. It's more work. but And so that's why we kind of I know you were asking me about the money. How much money do you need? So I'm just saying you don't actually need any money. Because right. you, It's your things. own home. Right.
0: You started with your own home. That, that is, that's amazing. Right. So people are thinking, oh, I can't invest in this house. I can't invest in this building. I can't invest in these rentals. But you were able to actually just start really small. Yeah. rent out
1: a room in your house. Mm-hmm. Which, and we built yeah. up the money after a few years. We invested in our first syndication. I think we invested like 25K in our first syndication, which is typically the smallest amount you can invest if you're doing like a syndication with a a small group of people. I'm not talking about like if you're doing a reach or mm-hmm. something online. Um, but if you, you know, find a syndication with a small group of people, 25, 50, and then you can, you know, 100, 200. And there are a lot of investors out there who want to just fund the whole deal and then you know our friends are like who who manage some of these properties are just like no 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 I want to bring in all my smaller friends my physician friends get a piece of, they want a piece of the pie too here so that's how we started and 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 honestly it's going through what your budget and I hate that word budget but your a spending plan looking at your spending plan and saying hey where is my money going where mm-hmm. can I start to save mm-hmm. a thousand. a month, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it's not looking at the Starbucks. It's not looking at the $5 Starbucks you buy every day. It's looking at the bigger ticket items that you may be spending on a monthly basis that you don't realize, you know, you could maybe live without or or find an alternative. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Great advice. So starting small is okay. Starting with your own home is okay. And really taking a look at what you're already spending and figuring out where you can start saving and putting that away. That's just, that's amazing. I wish I would have had this information, this insight a few decades ago. <laughs> and I know that so many people listening are gonna find this information very, very helpful. So can you share with our listeners you know, where they can learn about you and Victor and your other <laughs> colleagues and where they can learn about what you offer and you know, how they can find
1: you? Yeah, I'm here specifically. And thanks for bearing with me with little baby Isla here. But if you, okay, so if you're interested in investing in multifamily properties and syndications or anything finances, what kind of house to buy, what kind of car to buy, <laughs> real estate type stuff, the best place to go, I'm actually going to recommend my husband's Facebook group before mine. It's called 39.6 Community. It's on Facebook. And he does, has a lot of shows. I think he's up to like 180 shows. He hasn't done a lot in the past couple months just because of the baby and moving, but he does have like 180 shows. He answers questions on there. And we also post like when we are going to launch our masterclass, multifamily masterclass for the fall, we'll post it on there. I also have Instagram and a Facebook group and a Facebook page, medicine, marriage, and money. So that's my, how you can find me medicine, marriage, and money, uh, Facebook, Instagram. And, um, and my website, medicine, marriage, and money, and my podcast, like, listen to my podcast, medicine, marriage, and money. So we're not hard to find. You can find it. <laughs> um, I'll
0: put all of this in the, I'll put all of these amazing links <laughs> in the show notes for anyone who's interested in reaching out to you and learning more from you and Victor and your other colleagues.
1: And and also go listen to my episode with Robin Tiger on Medicine Money, so you can listen to how, how she fell in love and her relationship because it's so sweet. Oh, thank you, thank you. I will put the link to that in as well.
0: Yes, it's definitely a wonderful romance. I'm very blessed. Okay, <laughs> thanks wow. so much, Robin. Thank you so much for ha- for coming. Thank you so much for sharing this. Thank you, baby Mangona, who is so adorable. Oh my goodness. Uh just want to reach out and, <laughs> and get some baby love. Well, thank you everyone so much for listening and taking time to care for amazing you. Remember to be kind to one another and be kind to yourself. And I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode of the Stress-Free MD Podcast. Hi.